the Koi Gig part on Off The Ball. You do get tired of winning. People say, oh, you never get tired. You do. You get tired of winning. You get tired of winning easily. You actually want competition in the end. You want to have to work Subscribe for it. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Dad pod. Well, this is a video thing as well. have a name. Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand. All right, you're very welcome along to this week's episode of Dadcast. All the dads are here. Adrian is here. Hello. Dave is here. Hello. Just put just put his earphones in. And Nathan is also here. Uh, hello, Nathan. Hello, Jer. How are you all? Very well, well, thank you for asking. Mad with the pollen at the minute, suffering big time. Oh, tis the season, all right. Oh my god, scratching your eyes out. Have you found anything good? I have found nothing good. Zyrtec, I take Zyrtec. Is it any good? I've absolutely no idea, but it technically is supposed to work for 48 hours. Scratching your eyes out, itchy mouth, nose. It's like I find it hard. I'm a trooper, obviously, at the best of times, but I get bloody distracted by it. Like, um, you know, Puritan is supposed to make you sleep and drowsy. So I take it going to bed and then I'm being awake at four o'clock in the morning anytime I take it. So it is not working for me. Well, that's what he said to you, is it? Given your schedule. Well, no, because those last two hours of sleep before you get up are like the most important. Anyway, it's Father's Day. Are we all excited? Father's Day. Did you know it's Father's Day this weekend? Is it this weekend or next weekend? I didn't know. It's this weekend. I didn't know. My, my uh, four-year-old came home from creche during the week and she said... Uh, I've made you a surprise card. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Does anybody historically get anything on Father's Day? Apart from maybe a card and your wife Locks. urging your children to go in and give you a hug and tell you Happy Father's Day. That's all you need, Dave. That's all it's about. Hey, I don't even need the card. Just want the hug. That's all I need. Um, Hugs are my oxygen. <laughs> We've kind of got to the stage now where there was a palaver a few times about breakfast in bed and making stuff. And you're like, I mean, it's 12 o'clock here and no one's eating and everybody's a little bit hangry. So so maybe this year we put a plan in place in advance and have everything pre-prepared the night before. And it's like step one, step two, step three. So that these are the skills that you learn. You you plan, you try and in advance and try and execute the plan. So this is a plan for you to have breakfast in bed this Sunday. Well, it, what'll happen is that there'll be a last second plan hatched and nothing will be done and there'll be some errors along the way which will end up needing wow. correction. What an, un- what an ungrateful prick. <laughs> why Why the need for a plan? Why can't you just... I, I'm I'm lost here as to how this could possibly become an issue. Way, Dave, is that it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. It'll be specifically pancakes is the thing. That's the, the thing that gets made. And so that's that's a trickier operation than you might think. For... Well, there's a cooker involved there straight off the bat. Exactly. Um, not if you just take them out of the I... pack and lob them into the microwave. <laughs> well, they're gross. So no, they're not. Yeah. Lovely. But, I mean, they're not a treat though, Dave, are they? Well, any pancake with Nutella spread over them surely must be construed as a treat no matter what the origins. Yeah, okay, but uh, no no Nutella. Breakfast in bed isn't enjoyable anyways, is it? It really isn't. I agree with you. I'm like, just, 
like what would be far more enjoyable uh, photos in the morning would be like if somebody just left for breakfast on the kitchen table and then they all left for three hours (laughs) (laughs) Uh, got away for two nights see you Tuesday (laughs) best Father's Day ever (laughs) it's it's messy it's not comfortable like do you have to have one of those wanky trays from the 80s that you what like you can sm- you can feel the crumbs on your back when you get into bed that night. When you're yeah, nice you're, ne- you're neatly yeah. made bed later on that evening. <laughs> so I'm the ungrateful one trying to make it successful, and you're like, you can just fuck <laughs> off out of my life there. Yeah, I get it, Nathan. Thanks. Um, anyway, I'm delighted to say to celebrate Nib- uh, Father's Day, Nivea have sent us dads some samples to, uh, if you also want to feel great in your skin, Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive, tailored skincare to cleansing and anti-age Try Ireland's number one skincare brand for sensitive skin. Um, so the anti-age stuff works really well around the eyes. I mean, you guys can be your own judge of that, but uh, you do feel pretty smooth. I feel like a little bit of smoothness. Everybody likes a bit of smoothness in their lives, right? Yeah, you can never o- overdo the smoothness. You it's put it all as- over your head, Dave? Oh, um, well, that's unprovoked, <laughs> harsh. <laughs> Uncalled for. <laughs> it's a good. It's so a good the question, sun was though. shining there. I hadn't. I hadn't <laughs> thought about it previously, but the audience wants to know. I um the only cream creamy type substance I would be rubbing in my head is sun cream. Okay, that's about it. And I don't even bother with the head anymore. I just wear a baseball cap permanently now. In the sunshine. I the days of like emptying half a bottle of sunscreen over my scalp are they're gone. What a waste that is. So uh, it's and it, when you you can you'd honestly go and wax every hair in your body when you when you every morning when I put lather the lads in sun cream I'm like it's just so easy like none of it gets soaked up by hairs on legs and arms where I have to go through half a bottle of the stuff just to make sure my legs and arms are are protected so maybe just wax all those bad boys off and then you can you'll save yourself a fortune in uh, sun cream. Well, that's a, a, a next uh, Dadcast on Tour episode where Dave gets waxed live in front of a studio audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, it's definitely something we could consider, yes, in return for a substantial payment. <laughs> some some quick uh, correspondence. Um, Owen from Durham in the UK says, I was listening to your pod a few weeks ago about the football clubs and to solve the problem of the shirts, why don't you get them to support your club that you followed slash follow? As a Sunderland fan, I definitely agree with not buying kit from Newcastle. So this was in response to Nathan's kid who wanted a Newcastle jersey and you were uncertain about the sports washing element of that. Did you relent and get a Newcastle jersey? No, no. And he was looking online the other day going, oh, look at the new Newcastle jersey and they have a new sponsor as well and everything. I was like, oh yeah, that was. I wonder how they managed to get that deal there with that Saudi PR company. Um, like, oh, I was like, it looks just like every other Newcastle jersey. It's black and white stripes. You're not getting it. So he is going... It's going safe. And don't ruin this on him, Army. He's getting a Evan Ferguson Brighton jersey. Oh, yeah. What's that's a great that? catch-all solution, isn't it? Until mm-hmm. Brighton. That's a great catch-all solution until Brighton are taken over by a Middle Eastern <laughs> <Yeah>. petrostate. <laughs> and suddenly all these questions are, are being raised again. Well, there was talk of going to Newcastle at one point, and I was like, please don't do that. Please, please, please. Uh, what are you saying? Please don't ruin it for us. That there is something that I don't know about. Oh, okay. This. There are air, some. Uh, what's on the airways? What's on the front of the jersey? Yeah, there's a, there definitely was a um, an airline on it at one stage. Oh. Anyway, so, we, we could Turkish Airlines. Down, you know, we could definitely go down a few 
rabbit holes with any of the teams and all of the sponsors you and could. the various industries that they get into. But that's not what we're here. We're here to celebrate being fathers. Yes, we are. But just on one final note on that. The, son, the club my son supports are now day by day, hour by hour, hour edging closer to a a takeover. That well, you just we'll raise eyebrows. Let's wait and see exactly what happens. We're recording of a Wednesday, and it could Wednesday. be decided at any point. Is so, um, Dave, your your topics this week were pretty interesting. Yeah, some of which can be discussed on air, and some which are better discussed over a pint and a pizza. Uh, it's it's pretty obvious from which ones which ones I'm referring to, <laughs> but yeah, I just uh, I I hadn't really didn't have anything in mind until I sat down about an hour ago and thought, all right, what are we going to talk about today? But um, let me just go through them now because uh, you guys were incredibly helpful in in adding to what I was coming up with this morning. Does your son? I've got the first one. Does oh, your son have a hearing problem? Does your son have a hearing problem, or is he just ignoring you? I mean. <laughs> Look, it's gone to the point where I'm actually going to book him in for a hearing test. Because should you have to call your child six times before he at least acknowledges that, that you have been born of this earth and I, I do exist? Dave, you're a unique beast, so I'm sort of, uh, there's a trepidation about asking you this question. Were you, <laughs> were you like that as a kid? I don't know, but quite possibly, yes. I I certainly... I certainly have recollections of, and I'm sure I was in that boat myself, but talking to my brother or sisters with the exact same, like, you know, five times later, you're like, oh, we go, go and play some football or we bum, 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 bum. And it's like, I think at that age, I don't know, is that everybody's experience at that age, you go through this period where you can kind of switch in and switch out. Well, Dave, does it, is it for everything in his life? So if you were to turn around and go, who wants an ice cream? <laughs> Six times. Or does he somehow, uh, does he somehow manage to, to hear that? I wouldn't have to say it six times for an ice cream hunt. Absolutely not. Now, it is it is when he's involved in something. He might be building Lego or watching a TV program or drawing or playing with his brother or something. So I, there's a, ch- a chance that he just gets so honed in on what it is that he's doing that almost everything else is just blocked out. But it can be pretty frustrating when it happens like 10 times a day. So we like it got to the point where I was at the kitchen table doing some work the other day and he was watching TV maybe 10 feet away so I had, I set up like a whispering a whispering test where I would whisper stuff across the room just to see could he hear me but I was um, asking him to listen first and saying right stop what you're doing have a look can you hear what I'm saying and then I would just say something in a whisper tone and yes sure enough when he did concentrate on what I was saying he could hear even the whispers but I was just wondering, is it just my child that they just drown me out, just ignore me? Or is it everybody, every dad that's like that? I'm sure if I asked this question of my parents, they would say, yeah, 100%, you just ignored us. Yeah. I do wonder if, like, we speak too much to them, give out too much to them, tell them what to do too much. And so therefore they're like, well, this is going to be the same shit. And actually, I <laughs> Maybe if I they just do us. We well, have to I mean, it. it's not going to happen. Though. I think we can. I think we can. You know, give ourselves a break here. Father's week. Father's uh, week. There is that. I keep going back to that scene in The Sopranos where Tony and Carmela are like, "What happens when they realise that we've got no power over them? We're totally fucked." I'm not sure we're there yet. We're getting close. I'd say we're well past that stage now, where my kids are like, "You're, <laughs> you're not going to do any of the things that you say you're going to do." <laughs> you're like. 
So now it's got to the stage where I will leave you off at the side of the road. And they're like, yo, out. what's the mo-? And now I've got to the point where I, I try and make it as ridiculous as possible. It's like, uh, I'll, you know, I'll feed you to the pigs. And like, because the real threats of what I was supposed to be doing is like, oh, you won't have TV for three weeks. Like, well, duh. Obviously I will. <laughs> like 15 minutes later, you're going to come back from this position. So... Um, so I've stopped doing any of that, that kind of stuff where it's like, do this or whatever. But I, I, And these are all connected, I think, to, to the point of not listening. Like, uh, they only, they're only interested in the good shit that you have. And let's face it, we don't have that much good shit because we're their parents. The dressing, getting dressed for school in the morning. That's, that's the one where I honestly have to say, I'd say if somebody just stood in the corner with a, a pencil and a piece of paper and just wrote a tick into it every time I said, here, lads, will you get dressed there, please? We're definitely getting towards eight, nine, ten, eleven, and none of the question, none of, uh, and at no point on, until maybe the eighth or ninth incident have I raised my voice or spoken in a threatening manner of any description. It's hey, lads, lads, it's it's ten past eight. Can we get dressed there? Quarter past eight, lads, come on, come on, come on, let's get dressed. Is that all right? Twenty past, twenty five past eight. We're leaving the house at half eight. They're still sat, sitting there in their boxers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> will somebody get dressed now? <laughs> Please. That's what I say. There's no TV till 2026. Actually, then that would get them off their chairs. I still just about have that hold on of them, there, But as as you say, it's it's weakening as the months and years go by. Uh, and sorry, on the specifics, are their clothes laid out for them the night before? So all they got to do is their clothes are sitting next to them. They are right next to them. They don't have to go upstairs, open drawers themselves and decide what they're going to wear that day. The clothes are sitting beside them. And what are they doing, Dave? They're just messing. They're lying about, playing with their toys, playing with their teddies, running around the place. This would be the morning. So they can't use TV as a distraction, as, as any excuse. But there, you, you also get, um, by the 10th time, if you go, lads, seriously, this is ridiculous. We're leaving it two minutes and neither of you are dressed. One of them will always turn around and say, but... We didn't know. Like, why didn't you say it to us? Or where are my clothes? They could literally be sitting on their clothes. Like, where are the clothes? Why didn't you give us the clothes? Those clothes have been sitting there since last night, boss. My uh, my get out or my sort of your version of shouting at them is: I say, listen, I'm going to give you uh, going to give you ten seconds or whatever number of seconds, depending on the task at hand, to get this thing done. Mine, again, are younger than years, so this very much works. But it has been working for about the last year or so. So uh, the youngest one, the four-year-old, would go, she'll shout at me. Like, I'm not shouting at her. I'm just saying, 10 seconds to get this done, blah, blah, blah. And she'll, she 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 will lose the plot and shout at me. And she'll say, um, don't count. Exactly. I'll do it as long as you don't count. And I'm like, okay, you're not on the clock, but you you are on the clock. And he loves absolutely, he's only doing it because he loves the challenge. So he's like, oh, well, that's good. Cool. Can I get this done in 10 seconds or not? And then obviously there has to be various extensions. Um, and that does tend to work for now. But I'm assuming that 10 seconds is very generous. Well, That'd it depends a, yeah. what the task is. It could be, uh, and like, I have I never made any threat as to what happens after the 10 seconds. So I don't even know what they're assuming is going to happen at that stage. But uh, I'm a five second merchant. I was too, but actually, 10 <laughs> in retrospect is probably better. I just do the timing. I just do zero to however long it's going to take you, which is what works with the four-year-old. So no matter what you ask her, she's like, time me, time me, see how long it'll take me. I'm like, all right, that's the quickest yes. You've never done it quicker. Wow. Wow. Every time. The PB is Every better, time. better. Wow. I'm like, oh, what did I say? Where, where did you go? I forgot. I stopped counting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but the problem with that is the, the blowback, Nathan. 
the blowback when she realizes that you've been taking her for a mortgage for all this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Dave, there's, one thing, there's one thing we know, Dave. We don't worry about the future with these things. You just live in the moment <laughs> and if it works right now. That there's a goal in our front garden and uh, with a net and everything, and they literally cannot walk by it without taking five or six shots on each other, which is great, obviously, but if you're in a hurry to get to somewhere, like pick somebody up or something, the five seconds always works because I'm, I've am i got the engine running and I will back out of the driveway. And so you're just sitting, I'm sitting in the passenger in my in the driver's seat with the windows open, their doors open, and then the five seconds will start. And that always gets rid of the car. Or closing the front door, leaving them in behind in the hall. It's like uh, one of those sliding doors where like Indiana Jones has to kind of reach back under the dropping wall and grab his hat. They love that as well When you, in terms of the challenge, Nathan. How late can I leave it and still manage to get my body fitted through mm. the gap between, yeah. <laughs> between the door and the door frame? I've yet to close the door actually on their bodies, which is a bonus. In um, uh, on slightly unrelated but similar type topic, I had a breakthrough in the last couple of weeks. So we uh, will make porridge every morning and everybody's expected to eat the porridge. Uh, the eldest fella absolutely loves it and would be eating it all day long if that was uh, if he was given the option. And the youngest fella absolutely loves it and is in the exact same boat. Middle one is sort of like a kind of a slowish eater anyway, but uh, refuses. So it doesn't refuse to eat it, but we'll like, God, it's exactly like that thing that Dave is talking about there. It's like a hundred times later, can you eat your breakfast? Can you eat your breakfast? So I just said last week, I just said, right, and this might seem very obvious, right? But I mean, uh, uh, I'm assuming that we're all like-minded and you can end up in a rut of doing something and belligerently doing it and not never realising it's the wrong thing to do. Anyway, had that realisation last week and uh, changed up her menu, uh, which is a pain in the hole and you never really want to have to be catering for 14 different tastes at one time, but uh, have offered her some different stuff and life is absolutely golden. There's no more shouting 100 times to eat the breakfast and uh, everybody just gets on with life. Tiny breakthrough, but has changed the complexion of my mornings. What's on the menu so, now, sir? Giving in. Yeah, basically giving in, Nathan. I'll, I'll grant you that. Um, That's fair enough. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm saying well done for backing down. It'll be Weetabix with berries, Dave, and uh, this morning a little bit of brown uh, soda toast on the side. So, yeah, Weetabix typically. Like, not the worst, definitely not the worst of them. I'd rather she was eating the porridge. It's better for her, but... Ah, a bit of weed, a bit of milk is all good. Yeah. Just as long as just, just they're leaving the house with something in their in their tummies. I find it very hard to get anything into my two lads in the morning because like, we settle for half a banana just to at least fill some sort of a gap and release some amount of energy during the until they get to the first break in school. But they're, it's, particularly this weather, they wake up and they're just not hungry. They just... And we've all, all wake up in the morning and not want to eat anything, yeah. so... I, I'm the, uh, increasingly if they just res- insist that they're not hungry I'm just happy enough to, for them to head out the door like they won't starve there will be a break by 10 o'clock when they get their fruit or cereal bar or whatever it is they get into them so I'd say it's a row I just couldn't be bothered having anymore because the amount of food that goes, goes to waste be it a bowl of porridge bowl of Cheerios bowl of Weetabix break your heart like brown toast just and you only realise when you're leaving the house and you come back home after the school run, there's the plate. There's been one bite taken out of the two slices of toast into the bin it goes. What a waste of food. I'd nearly rather they went to school a bit hungry than just throw more food into the bin. Yeah, to break your heart. Uh, the different meals for mealtime, though, then that precedent is established. And so therefore, it's different dinner times. That's where it's, it's hell. Are you, uh, are you at that? Ah. Oh. Five different meals, four four different meals sometimes. Yeah, yeah, us too. 
Yeah, like are you are you fighting the tides to just say, okay, I'm I'm <laughs> we're sticking with this, or do you just? I don't know. Yeah. I if you could, if you can get away with it, uh, like there's definitely. Um, I remember somebody Spanish one time saying that uh, the answer to the question "What's for dinner?" is dinner. It's like you're, you're eating what we make. <laughs> there's no. Oh, I'll have the chicken, or I'll, I don't like that chicken anymore, or I'll have that pesto from the jar, not the fresh one. You're like, what? And the stuff that you eat yesterday, or last week, the week before, but won't eat now. It's like, no, it's just you eat the dinner, you get the dinner, you eat it. When it's over, you get up from the table. So I don't know. I, I think that the door seems to, the horse seems to have bolted. The door is flapping in the breeze. I'm happy to be in the middle somewhere where I'll offer the primary um, element of the meal as in that today we're having chicken. We're having bread of chicken today, and that's that's what we're having. But I will offer a little bit of wriggle room on the condiments surrounding the. So you can have pasta or rice or potatoes with some vegetables with your chicken. Choose two items off that list, and because they're all easily thrown together, no no time at all, which is fine. But that's as far as I'm willing to go. The main meat element based element of the meal just has to be eaten by whoever's it's being offered to. I like that that idea of choice. Like you're not really it's you're you're getting the end result, but you kind of trigger them to think that they're part of the that they're in charge. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It doesn't work for every meal, obviously, but no. Like a stew or something, you're kind of snookered. No, I need stew. Not no stew. No, <laughs> no, stew, stew. no nice stuff. No vegetables. Are, like, are no your vegetables. kids like, like um, I made a lovely uh, chickpea curry yesterday and like No chickpeas. No, no interest. Are, like, do you kid, do your kids eat diff- Are they eating the same stuff? Our kids are eating the same stuff week on week. Like, by yeah. In uh, that same stuff as ye or same stuff. Well, if you often if you often, find something, yes, they'll eat it. Also, the oh, same yeah, yeah. Stuff we will like. generally have. I'm sure, like most people, bought ten meals max that you sort of rotate. Ten. Sorry, not maybe not ten, but we like, need to take this ver- sorry, their versions. Their versions of like bolognese, or as you yeah. say. Um, some sort of breaded chicken or something else with rice or potatoes or some, yeah. Yeah, we're, it depends. I, I, at the moment, it's not too bad because the two lads will eat most things, though we did have an instant the other day where my wife had made paella and the middle lad was like, I don't like paella anymore. And I was like, whoa, red flag here. No, 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 no. Last week you've liked this. You've liked this for the last three years. We're not getting to a stage where you just suddenly don't like something and we're cooking something else. So as Jer said, it's dinner. Sit down and eat it. Uh, and he sort of moaned his way through it. The four-year-old, it depends on, as you can imagine. Uh, paella is my favorite food in the world. I love it. I can't wait to eat it. It's dinner time. I hate paella. I'm never going to eat it again. Uh, eventually, three hours later, has eaten the paella. And, oh, my God, it's, can we have that tomorrow? It's my favorite meal of all. It's like, God, why? Why? Our kids won't eat chips. Won't oh. Eat, wow. Won't eat burgers. Won't eat, like, very finicky about, like, which chicken they'll eat. It's just, I just range. Lar- largely a disaster. Uh, the not eating chips thing is like mad. And how could you? And so therefore, no potatoes. Uh, the majority of them, two two thirds, definitely no no chips. Wow. Which means you can't really justify doing them. Um, I mean that's by and large a good thing. It's just sometimes. <laughs> No, no. Well, homemade you chips you see are fine. Like so, yeah. We'd be the same because the two lads, they're not mad into. You know, if you brought them to McDonald's, they eat their chips, no problem. But they're not mad into chips. It's as if they do associate them as 
this is just potato in a different way that you're trying to get into me. So yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you might say chips. Uh, but I'd be at the anytime we have chips with something like having to force them to take a pile of chips just to get a bit of energy into them. No such problems yeah. in our house. It's uh, they would eat chips and plain pasta. And if there was no oh, plain pasta, plain pasta, plain pasta for lunch, plain pasta for dinner. And no yeah. shits ever for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you're getting something with loads of energy, loads of calories, reasonably good for you to them. Like my younger fella, if he had pesto pasta for breakfast, dinner and tea for the rest of his life, he'd happily settle for that. Yeah, yeah. That's but an that awful lot better from just wanting to eat like chips and burgers, which he doesn't eat. But every day, watch what you want for dinner pesto pasta and so ultimately I that's he ends up with pesto pasta on the side of this plate nearly every day I make a massive dollop of it on a Monday and then there's always enough in the fridge to throw a portion in with his chicken and his carrots or whatever it is fresh pesto then as in pesto I'm making myself oh that I made myself yeah Hell no. Oh, sorry. Okay. As Ain't nobody said, got time for that. Am I the only one not on this uh, pesto train? God, no. Oh, no. There's, um, no, there's a jar. There's a, sorry, there's a jar and then there's like the fresh one that they sell in the supermarket. Ah, the section. That, that oh, yeah. fresh one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not yeah. one that you're rustling over the kitchen yourself. No, I tried that. I did try because I like yeah. pesto so much. No, no, not eating that. It's disgusting. It's not the same. <laughs> like, it's literally nicer. It's literally <laughs> nicer. So uh, I also wanted to talk about bedtimes this time of year. It's becoming very difficult. The question is, how do you get them to bed at a reasonable hour when it's so warm and it's still bright out? Because we're getting late, 10 o'clock last night Oof. on a school night. Now, Laura, I was out for at something and by the time I got back, they were still up and then I was hungry and... <laughs> also, I school, just want... Schoolboy ever, Dave. I yeah, know I know, but... Now, in fairness, they were grand this morning. They, we got them out of bed in a decent hour and got them out the door to school. But it is very hard to get them to go to bed. We do have blackout curtains in the room. So the room still does have a the same sort of a vibe as it would, the same sort of ambiance as it would in the mid-depths of winter. But they're going up the stairs and the sun is streaming through the windows. And they're like, what are we doing here? Why are we going to bed? And they're giddy and the sun gives them extra energy. And uh-huh. It's just getting later and later. Now, once we get through the next two weeks and the summer holiday start, I don't care what time they go to bed at because it'll be a nine o'clock, half nine, ten o'clock departure for the various things we have on in the summer. But when it's a school night, it's becoming major. You remember, you remember as a kid, though, going to bed and it was bright outside and feeling somehow you were cheated. Yeah, like totally. The sounds off. of other kids whose parents didn't care about them as much <laughs> yeah. uh, out playing football. And, and all the windows then, are open because it's so warm. So there's no way to yeah. stop the, the sounds of joy and childhood emanating through the house. Yeah, our windows are shit as well at the moment. So it's um, you can hear the whole fucking neighborhood. But uh, I do not just suck it up like bedtime. Otherwise, the, the over a period of time, the tiredness seeps yeah. in and tiredness equals crankiness. Crankiness equals rouse. Rouse is like your whole summer disaster. There's a vision of hell, Dave. Yeah, I, well, I suppose at least in summer you're not trying to get them out of bed at eight o'clock. No, that's the well. One of ours, our youngest, will be awake no matter what, no matter how late. We had a uh, gathering at the house recently. Everybody went to bed late. It could have been half eleven for long as latest they'd ever been up. Bing, half six, quarter to seven the next morning. <laughs> down watching telly. You're like, oh my god! So um, that there yeah. was a while now where our two would they I'd have to pull them out of the bed by the ankles to get them into school on time following morning, Saturday morning, 6.30 in the morning. 
Intercom. This is an absolute piss take. Like, what is going on here? All week I've waited for you to get up on time. And now the one morning where everybody can have a lie on an extra couple of hours of bed, here you are staring at me at 6.30. Now, it's not so bad nowadays because they're old enough to just go down the stairs themselves and get themselves a snack and throw the TV on. But prior to that, it was you're, you're just thinking someone is taking the mick here. There's definitely a bit of electricity in the air, all right, of an evening and a boisterousness that can sometimes bubble up is now just there every single evening. It's like make dens, play with toys, cause havoc. Because we're trying to devolve responsibility to them as much as we can, as in it's bedtime, now go up the stairs, have a little bit of a play, and then off to bed as opposed to having to lead them around and get into the cycle of go to bed, go to bed, go to bed. Uh, and it, again, one of them will happily go to bed uh, at a reasonable hour and mad for the sleep, and then the other one will just be knocking around the house at half nine, ten o'clock, popping off. Can I just ask, ask you a question? That you were a great man for reading books the whole way through the the pre birth process. Are you still reading books about like how to when you're talking about devolve responsibility? Is that like no? no? I I uh, did I did so I definitely you're a hundred percent right to say I definitely did that up to a period and um, uh, our uh, our parenting model does at times have input from various latest thinking on things. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's an alternative source of that these days, not you. <laughs> correct, correct. There's another uh, another input uh, input line there. Um, and I'm, I have sort of fallen upon a theory that, like, I certainly think it's good to... Uh, it's, it's you don't course, care anymore? Yeah, well, a little bit of that, I'm not going to lie, but um, it's definitely good to obviously have whatever, you know, latest studies, latest thinking new thinking. It's certainly good to have that in the mix. But by and large, I fall on the theory that I'm messing it up no matter what I do, right? I'm not doing it right. So I'd rather in 20 years' time mess them up by my own or our own um, lack of the right way to do it than somebody else's. Right. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, and also the time to read a whole talk about this stuff and a lot of it will be repetition and common sense it's like basically don't be a complete cock right? yeah and also you, and you know your kids and the, your kids are different from all of our kids are different so like the thinking on something how could that apply to a broad bank of children you know your kids better than anybody and yeah like that's it and like you know uh, exactly like you say if you're not being a dick about it then you can only uh, offload to your kids the stuff that you think is the right stuff. And if it's not, yeah. we'll find out down the track, but at least it, it's your stuff. It's like that study that we discussed a while ago where we should all be sitting around at the breakfast table with our children discussing what the day might hold and listening to the birds singing in the garden as the as the sun comes up. And I remember you, Nathan, just counting. Yeah, like in Bizarro World, maybe that might happen. As if, as if there's time to sit down at the breakfast table and set everybody's breakfast out with all the juices and the cutlery and the milk and the butter. And Come on. Breakfast is a 10-minute whirlwind to try and get their asses out the door. Is it not? There's probably no point stressing too much. Well, I will, the three of them will sit and have their breakfast and now, but it's still... I finished my first Weetabix. All right, there's the Weetabix. Do you want to have a second? I want a new bowl. <laughs> Get get yourself the bowl. If you want a new bowl, just get the bowl. Yeah, like, yeah. So you know that 
uh, that little um, annoyance. I, I'd be um, no, we're still trying to get the lads to bed at the same time, and there are other kids out that bit later. I, if they were out playing in the evening, I wouldn't bring them in at this time of the year. I just sort of let them at it uh, because school is a bit quieter now as well like they're like last week in their school I think was like active weeks so there's no homework except you know literally going out for a run or playing sports or something like that they're done with all their tests by now so like it's a bit more chilled out it's not quite as important that they're fully on it uh, all the time so I said that's the lads we are at um, reward chart territory for the four year old to uh, try and get her to go to bed and stay in bed Last night, I think she was still awake at about quarter to 11, having gone to bed at maybe 8 o'clock, quarter past eight. Um, when my wife went in this morning, she had taken every sticker off the wall and put them on her bed. So she was using her time. Um, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't involved yeah. in you in this crack. She was just occupied. Now, not as much... So part of the reward chart is that she stays in her bed. So the problem was uh, she just wouldn't stay in. She'd be downstairs 50 times going, I want a drink of water. Oh, somebody has to stay upstairs. And we but got into a habit, which we should have just stopped straight away of somebody staying upstairs. So I would like go on the bed with my laptop and just do some work while she'd be in the other room after she falls asleep or my wife would be up there doing some work. You're like, but that could be anywhere from half an hour to like. Sorry. Nathan on his laptop on bed. Doing work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is after taking a, taking a turn. Go on. I'm not McIntyre. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I was just casually Sorry. minding my own business in the back of it here. <laughs> uh, that was your excuse that time too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's definitely one for a live show. That's very unfair. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, in fairness, uh, um, yeah, my wife is suffering far more than I am because generally it's, where's mommy? So even if I'm up there, where's mommy? She come back up? Yeah. So she didn't get her started this morning. And was she, she distraught was not happy about that? Yeah, she was very, very upset about that. So we'll see if it uh, changes behavior tonight. It's such a waste of time. You kind of start going, you get into this habit, it's like, oh, like from half eight, the day is just over. It's just spent trying to wait for her to go to sleep. Yeah, but you're nearly out of that now. Once you break this, once you break your child's spirit in this aspect of it, you get that part of the evening back and then like you begin to feel a little bit more normal again. That's Why night. are we nearly out of it? Why are we nearly well, out of it? Well, because once, once she goes to bed at half eight, you'll have your evening back to yourselves. Mm. She just needs to actually stay in bed then. Yeah, well, you'll fix that. This is a, she starts oh, school in September. Out. Surely she'd be too tired then to be staying awake. Yeah, or else she'll be completely manic with the tiredness and um, it'll get much worse. 50-50 could go either way. Um, you wanted to talk about homework as well, Dave. Why are they doing homework in June? Yeah, as Nathan said, it's, it's got a bit better in the last week or so, but the older guy in particular just has to do 20 minutes reading of a book of his choice and then He's supposed to pick an exercise off a list, I think, now, in fairness. I don't bother making him do that because he's either training or playing a match of seven days a week. So there's, he, I, I, I understand, I get that these 
initiatives in school are geared towards maybe some children who wouldn't be as active necessarily as others. So uh, it's a great thing from that point of view. But so we don't really, I don't may I don't stand there and and make him do his sixty seconds of star jumps because he's got soccer training in it for an hour in the heat in an hour's time. But I think the reading part of it is good. <laughs> I I am desperately trying to get him to read for pleasure. As I said, ever since I was five or six, just love books. Always always read and it's not a concept that he's managed to grasp yet. Like he's really good at his reading and he will only read a football book. So at the moment he's reading this really good book, Friend of the Library by Mar- that Marcus Rashford has written. But, um, and so he's happy enough to read that because Marcus Rashford is one of his heroes and it's all football related and how to become a better footballer and how to, you know, be the best kid you can be because it's written specifically for children. But it, it, he's supposed to read for 20 minutes and every three minutes. What's left on the timer, Daddy? How long's left now? Am I into the last five minutes left? Tell, please tell me there's less than two minutes left. And he spends about three or four minutes of the 20 asking how many minutes of the 20 are left. So any view, viewers slash listeners tips on how to develop that love of books that Have you- maybe children of our generation had a bit more? Have you got all the Dogman stuff? Where all that stuff, books? all the David Williams stuff, all the, I've tried to get him to books that I loved as a child, like, you know, Tom Cochran's books and The Secret Seven and all that kind They're, of stuff that I loved. But Tom Cochran's too early. It's too early for that. I, I, when um, I was his age, I loved those. Absolutely loved them. But, um, yeah, we tried loads of different ones. And some days he will sit down and he'll, if you, he, he'll, he'll ask for the TV and I'll say, look, there's no TV until whatever such time. Why don't you grab a book and just sit in the corner there and just chill out because you've got training later. You need to relax. And he might then go up and just grab a book off the shelf and just start reading. But it'll come, the I graphic, hope. The graphic novels, like, so the Dogman's totally different from the ones the other ones that you mentioned. Have you got those ones? Yeah, we've read all the Dogman ones. They, we would have right. been reading them at bedtime over the years. Right. Cause that, I, that's I found like, them really difficult to follow. Well, <laughs> I, I struggled with them. They're uh, hallucinogenic, but there's a load of those uh, ones that are. So it's the habit of picking up the book and reading it, and then moving from that to something else uh, that you're trying to get them into. I think. Yeah. But if I, anybody I, who knows a bit more about this, definitely. I want them to that, be like I used to be in school, going, "Jesus, I cannot wait to get home to find out what happens next in that book I'm reading." Whereas that's what I'd love. I'd love him to get to that point to go, I can send it over tonight. Can I read the next chapter of whatever book it is? But um, I'm also conscious of uh, handing a book that I would have read as a child because obviously the world has moved on significantly. And there's a, there's elements of a, lot, of a lot of those books that you want that wouldn't be allowed. They wouldn't be written today, basically. So, but, uh, so any listeners that would have suggestions for books that their kids have really taken to, please fire them in. We will gladly uh, take them on board and head down the library, see what you can find. We're in a um, hard Henry vortex at the minute. Let's <laughs> oh, yeah. go through that. But Jesus, I mean, it's the trade-off between uh, the eldest lad is just crazy for it and we'll read it all the time. And a little bit of dogman, a little bit of other stuff, but that's the one. And it's kind of the trade-off between it being, uh, you know, not amazing life lessons and <laughs> and actually reading. Yeah, hard on your shite. And uh, uh, we've done the whole Enid Blyton, Faraway Tree, all that stuff. There's like a bit of magic in that day, which might appeal to. Um, Henry's just a little misunderstood. I think he's, he's 
at his core, as at his core, though, there's a there's a bit of goodness in him. But it's not even just Howard yeah. Henry; it's like Sour Susan and <laughs> Peter and Langer Larry or whatever the hell the rest of them are called. Langer Larry, <laughs> Angry Adrian, Angry Adrian, yeah, Sour, well, yeah, Sour Susan. Yeah. It's a great uh, learning and alliteration. You know, you can. Like he, the, the first time that comes up in his English class, we say, well, I'm, I'm reading Howard Henry. That's another great, great example of alliteration teacher. And they'd be very impressed. He does go around calling people, I mean, in his family, uh, different characters in the book. So you get a good steer on where you're at. You're, you're, uh, you're one out of ten. That day. Um, okay. Was there anything else? In, was there anything else on your list, Dave? Uh, I think that's we have exhausted our list. Uh, Dadcast.offtheball.com if anybody wants to get in touch with us. And Dadcast is in partnership with Nivea Men. Want to feel great in your skin? Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive, tailored skincare to cleansing and anti-age. Try Ireland's number one men's skincare brand. Um, anybody, anything else that they want to? No, keep the, the correspondence system? coming, people. I must yeah, ask about Twitter. school tours at some point because there, every school does school tour this time of the year. Yeah, yeah. this week. So I was. I saw the school tour notification coming in, and I was dreading that it was going to be to the zoo, and how I might be able to respond to that. But happily, this year it's not. But I'm not into the zoo, and I don't know what to do. I think I'll probably have to relent. But well, you don't have to go. You, you are you. You don't believe in the zoo, is it? Yeah. Oh. Right. They do actually exist. They're real things. Dave's, Dave's. Oh, uh, I, 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 maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, or you are Adrian. They, they, they go to the zoo now on school tours. I would have thought that's the country people. The country people come up to go to the yeah. zoo, whereas the dubs usually go to like a farm down the country. That's where, that's where they're going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. debate worth having someday. Again, and are you maybe... all right with the farms? Well, farms are fine, yeah. In fact, this farm that he's going to tomorrow, uh, we've been to before and it's absolutely fine. All, yeah. You don't mind the the uh, casual murder of animals for our meat? You're like, that's fine. It's uh, keeping them in, you know, well-fed, well-watered spaces that are tailored to their direct needs. You're like, nah. Yeah, I just don't know what a giraffe is doing. Rabbits, rabbits in a cage, the, uh, just fine. Rabbits in the cage, just fine. Yeah. Giraffes, not so much. Many of the species, of course, which are either vulnerable, endangered, or very close to extinction as well. But Yeah, so what the hell are they doing in Dublin city centre? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it makes no, makes no sense. Like, if they're endangered, spend... Uh, let's, let's debate this another day, I think it's... Uh, well, we can add that to the list of talking points that was uh, for off-air discussion over a pint of Guinness. <laughs> Um, and we can bring that up another time. It's uh, fascinating, though. At offtheball.com. Um, so the other thing is, you wouldn't have to go, though. You could just let the kids go. I know, but it's, it's kind of, if, you, if you fundamentally disagree with something and then you're sort of saying, my sister did sneakily bring them to the zoo a few years ago, and I just haven't... Uh, I've spoken to her since. No, I haven't spoken to her since, exactly. <laughs> um, but, like... That's it, you know what I mean? I just don't want them going. That's it. Like, And I kind of think if I fundamentally disagree with it, then surely if I was to you know, purely live that out, I should be saying, well, we're t- we're, we are taking a stance. Because we have spoken about it. Like, it has come up, you know? I mean, I don't think they, they're as far down the line as I am in my, uh, well, my stance. It, uh, uh, that's the important part. What's their choice? What's their, what's their interest level? No, their their choice now is that they don't they they loosely don't want to go for the same reasons that I don't want them to go. But that's just they don't have to be. But like, yeah. you know, at some point or another, 
that obviously exit stage left and it'll be like, wow, you didn't want us to go to the zoo. We're going to go to the zoo every single day of the week. So, um, but they'll be perfectly happy, to, perfectly happy to chow down on a blood riddle burger at McDonald's this Friday afternoon. Not a bother. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> right. I look forward and to that, this debate. And that rabbit tastes lovely, by the way, if it's cooked properly, especially oh, the French and Italians, yeah. they do a lovely job with the bony, but, um, a roulade, a rabbit roulade. Ooh. As long as it's a rabbit that's been allowed run wild and free up until the moments before it's palace murder. Adrian's <laughs> happy enough with it. Exactly, Dave. Exactly. Now we're, now we're cooking. Right. That's week, this week's episode of Dadcast is in the books. We will see you again real soon. Take care. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand. <laughs>